0: Previously on the Damage Guild Podcast, I trudge bravely into the cave.
1: Jumping out of the shadows are several small creatures, short and stocky with scrawny limbs, greenish faces and pointy ears. A very large, extra tough-looking goblin steps around the corner. You shoot your arrow, and he grabs another goblin and holds it in front of him. (laughs) You shoot him in the hip, and he just staggers backwards before collapsing (laughs) to the ground. You can hear the goblin, Footsteps receding
0: We can't let them make off with the boy We should give chase
1: They lay down their weapons
0: We tie them all up like a chain gang and make them lead us to
2: the
3: boy Lying on the ground A young boy in tattered rags Thank Kavaki hmm. And he's in one piece We go to Darren's parents' house And reluctantly return him
1: Darren, you're alright, I'm so glad to see you Thank you so much, I can never repay you You now each have completed one bronze level task You head out back to your caravan, and all the wagons are parked up next to the inn. Animals are in the stables, so you just climb into the wagon and curl
3: up and fall asleep, I guess. And pitch a tent. Pitch a tent? We pitch a tent on the wagon and sleep underneath the tent.
2: Ooh, are we turning it into a covered wagon? (laughs) Yep.
3: Conestoga style, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: Like, we have Shaba, and then we're, like... Everybody else is leaned up against Shabba and we're just kind of sleeping together.
3: Yeah, it's me like this with my arms out and you guys are like in my arms like my babies. (laughs) And Stripey nestled into my uh, other... (laughs) Never mind. Stripey is my pillow.
2: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) that's a good choice. Yeah, in regards to not staying at the Saber, you know, my, my saying is always, a penny spent is not a penny saved. (laughs) <laughs> so that's what my uh, my old dad used to say. So
3: every copper you spend is a copper you no longer have.
2: Oh right, yeah, yeah. Copper, our pennies are not a thing in this world. Some
3: nice halfling proverbs there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we are like real, real tired in the morning because we've been up all night. Yeah. So you wake
1: up a few hours later as one of the other guards jostles you awake. You look up and you see him. It's like, "What are you doing out here sleeping in the wagon?" Uh, They just looked like a comfortable place to sleep.
2: I say, what are you doing out here not sleeping in the wagon? I'm just getting ready to move on. Come on in here, big guy. Take a nap with us.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. plenty of room for more. Yeah, why don't you snuggle up with us? Whatever. It's it's no hair off my beard, so... we'll catch you tomorrow night, then. How about that? And I'll have a big Uh, snuggle fest.
1: (laughs) I'd rather not... Dwarves don't snuggle <laughs> It's just, a, just like a, a law It just,
2: if two dwarves try to snuggle with each other They just repel, they're like magnets They just, okay,
0: interesting Didn't know that about dwarves, but I'll have to study this cool. phenomenon Turn it into a device
1: <laughs> Stand yourselves up and let's get ready to go Yes, sir You depart in the morning uneventfully Heading back out into the forested mountains
3: We're getting real into the mountains now,
1: huh? That's right Yes You're about a third of the way, maybe halfway to the peak of the mountains Compared to the starting point at the bottom
3: I ask one of the, the cart driver who's closest to me uh, How far outside of town you think we are, sir? Outside of which town? Brentley Gate I don't know, when are you asking? <laughs> uh, I'm asking after 20 minutes so you're probably two and a half to three miles outside? Two and a half to three, that's a very important distinction you're making. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you need to measure with exact specificity how far we are, sir.
3: Are we two and a half or are we three? Because if we're not three, I wait until we're three, and then I cast my fireworks spell, and I'm like,
0: We can have fun again! real. <laughs> <me. laughs>
3: Tokus, you have a fireworks vial. Right?
0: Oh, of course And I produce a vial from my
3: You told um, me about that Yeah
0: I can't A pandole- bandolier There we go I can never think of what that bandolier. thing is On my person And, uh I smash it on the ground
3: <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>!
0: <laughs> But when you hold up the violets
2: It has, like, fireworks inside it Constantly going off Oh Is that what it looks like? Uh
0: no, I, I, so I thought it would like produce fireworks when I smash it on the ground. That's what I was thinking. Oh, that too. Um, I was saying beforehand both, but
3: you know, figured you could launch it in the air and it would explode like on the Fourth of July. But yeah, okay,
0: that would have been way cooler. Why didn't I think of that job?
3: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, I, it's, it's a vial right? Like <laughs> it launches things.
0: Okay, so I light the wick, and I've loaded into the violet pole, and I launch it into the air. What are we celebrating again? Fun! We're celebrating fun! (laughs) And magic.
3: Yeah, because we're three miles outside town, which means we can cast magic, and we can have fun.
0: Okay, well, I launch it not in the direction of the town, because I don't want to get another citation. (laughs) Aw, man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But now that we're three miles outside of town, does that also mean we have diplomatic immunity?
3: Yes, we do. Okay. We have immunity from all their laws. How does that apply? In that case,
0: Tokus, fire away! In the direction of the city. All right, you got it. <laughs> yes.
3: And then the firework explodes, and it—it's like skywriting, and it says "Brentley Gate sucks," and then it just fades away. As you recall, that
1: was one of the laws that you believe applied to the entire country. <gasps>
3: What? No fun you know in the what? entire
1: country. No magic within three miles of any settlement.
3: Oh. Oh. Okay. Phew. I thought we were going to be in Sweet big trouble. Cripes. All right. So as long as luck around, I I make a perception check. Are there any other settlements within three miles? <laughs> <laughs> um, considering you're in the middle of the forest, you can't see that far. Oh, crap. Okay, uh, Asla, can you spend ten minutes casting Detect Magic as a ritual so we can tell if any of us have that weird glowy thing around us?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. I do that.
3: Okay. All right.
1: All right, you don't find that tracer on
2: you.
3: We good here? All right, <laughs> Okay, we keep going.
2: And then we say to the car driver, let us know when we're about to get three miles outside of the next... Settlement so that we can celebrate again So
3: we can do our celebrating in advance In (laughs) preparation for the misery that is to come
1: (laughs) Yeah Gotta have fun
2: while we can
3: (laughs) She just looks
1: at you And says I'll tell you but um, I'd rather you not do anything To attract undue attention
3: Oh yeah okay We'll just do fireworks to ourselves In our heads Wouldn't that be awesome though if you could invent a fireworks snow globe It's like a snow globe, except it's just fireworks going off in it all the time.
0: Hmm.
2: Mm.
1: Anyway. Sounds like a challenge, Tokus. It does indeed. Just fill it up with gunpowder and shake it up, and it just sparks every time. (laughs) (laughs) The day passes, and eventually, you find your way to the next town of Blicton. Ah, Blicton. Blicton. So, Blicton is a small hamlet, only a few dozen buildings altogether. And it seems like the whole place is kind of built up around one large structure in the middle that appears to be the inn. It's several stories tall in contrast to the surrounding buildings, which are all only single story. And this one central building seems to have been built around the trunk of a large oak tree, which emerges from the top and shades the entire structure.
0: Ooh, cool. (sighs) Tree people.
3: Sweet. And so we're, like, in the forest now. We're, like, in deep... Yeah. Okay.
1: So Elbritt pulls the caravan up next to the inn and says, All right, we'll be spending
3: the evening here.
1: Be ready to set out in the morning again. And you look like you should get some early sleep tonight because you've been pretty tired today.
3: So. We did have a rough one last night.
2: That's
0: true. I would have slept better if you had less body odor, we were I was like right under your armpit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what can I do, right?
0: Bathe. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, I could bathe, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, a man's got to have a natural smell.
2: Yeah, we did have a rough night We did only, you know, rescue a child from the clutches of some evil goblins Only to return him to his evil parents Who uh, (laughs) were going to neglect him, Mm. undoubtedly
3: Oh, you're right His wicked stepmother, who was actually his real mother
0: I feel so bad for him, and they're going to put him in the public school system, too yeah, that's the <laughs> worst part.
2: <laughs> They're, uh, I don't know. I almost feel like we should have just taken him back to the goblins after how poorly they treated him. But maybe that's just me.
0: <laughs> we should have abducted him. We could have hired him. How old was he?
3: He was 10. Mm. What is the
0: legal working age in...
3: Ah, uh, there is none. Yeah. It's, it's pseudo-medieval society. There's no... Like, you could be a page boy at, like, 6, and then a squire at 13.
2: But... This country may have its own rules. Maybe you can start working at three. Who knows?
3: Yeah, because, I mean, you're not going to be having fun, so you might as well be... (laughs) Right,
2: might as well work. (laughs) ...earning a living. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, once we leave this place, remind me never to bring us back here again.
3: I, yeah, I'm down with that. Okay, cool. All right, let's go into the big tree.
2: Yeah, let's check out the big tree and see what else is going on in this town.
3: So you head
1: over to the building As you enter, you notice that the bar is populated largely by dwarves Including the bartender Hmm. A few humans sit here and there But it seems as if half the eyes in the inn are pointed to a particular table in the far corner Where half a dozen elves, each armed to the teeth Sit (laughs) and talk quietly amongst themselves Hmm. You notice that the other tables nearby, the elves, are empty
3: Okay, Uh, so the elves are all at one table And everybody is being racist against them here Dwarves in a Tree, I Never Thought I'd See the Day.
2: (laughs) Dwarves in a Tree is also the name of your new uh, novel, isn't it?
3: It is, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Dwarves in a Tree.
2: Or maybe new, like, experimental
0: rock band.
3: (laughs) Dwarves in a Tree, a Keebler story.
0: (laughs) How did they make those cookies?
1: Uh, You also see a lone human bard who's playing an upbeat tune on a small stage built around the tree trunk, which is in the center of the room and he's clearly unhappy that no one seems to be paying any attention to him.
3: <laughs> I go up and grab his loot and smash it on the stage and then hand it to Aslo, and I say, All right, Aslo, show him how it's done. Do you <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Actually, no. no, no, no. Definitely don't do that.
2: I will go sidle up to the bard.
1: Okay, he's on the stage performing.
2: Um, I'll sidle from below the stage. Um, <laughs> I will approach him. And I will walk up to the stage and try to get his attention.
3: And do, like, what is the, like... Yeah, yeah, spirit fingers. Spirit fingers or metal <laughs> fingers where he, when he solos. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, he notices you coming up, and he looks a little bit pleased to have someone looking at him. <laughs> hey, hey, can, can I talk to you for a minute? Sure, just let me finish this tune. So, yeah, he plays out the rest of his tune, and half a dozen people in the bar clap afterwards. Then he looks down and he says, do you have a request?
2: Uh, hi, Aslo Tender Toe. Nice to meet you. And I offer him a handshake.
3: Flugaby Fagov at your service.
2: Whoa, you mind
3: uh, throwing that one back at me That's again? That's quite a name you've got there, <laughs> sir. Yeah.
0: I just imagined like a pink haired 80s rock opera guitarist.
3: <laughs> With platinum blonde hair like the Goblin King from The Labyrinth, like <laughs> David Bowie's haircut.
1: David Bowie. <laughs> He's got blonde hair, decently long, kind of tied back in a ponytail. Flugaby Fagov, you say? That is my name. I'm known <laughs> in all the lands about. Surely you've heard of me. Uh, your reputation might precede you. You'd make a history check? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, man, natural 20. Hey! Yeah. So you have indeed heard of him. Okay. And you know that he's actually a pretty famous bard. Um, He travels in Aravac, Eranth, and Dynesia, so kind of north and east of Ormog.
3: Oh, I have your poster inside my tunic, and you just, like, lift up your shirt, and it's just, like, an image of him.
2: (laughs) I just have his face tattooed onto my chest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have heard of of you. Big fan. Big, big You play in Aravac, and some other places. Would you sign my chest? <laughs> I do indeed. Wow, that's awesome. I'm, uh, yeah, like I said, Aslo Tendertoe. Um, I am also a musician of sorts. Um, listen, I just had a question for you. What, uh, can you tell me what exactly is going on here? I feel like there's a little bit of tension in the room.
1: Oh, um, those elves came from Migradil up north. I think they're some sort of ambassadors or something, but the dwarves and they don't really get along too well. Huh, why is that? It's just some old animosity between the two. Glenhammer and Migradil just aren't too friendly, and haven't been ever since the Empire broke up.
3: My guess is they've brought fresh imports of fun. Barrels and barrels (laughs) of it.
2: And no one here can stand it.
0: Yeah, you're probably right, Chaba.
3: These people enjoy a good time as much as anyone else. They don't look like they're having much fun right now, being stared down by all these dwarves.
0: Maybe we should go say hello, Shava, What do you think?
3: I think we would be remiss not to.
2: (laughs) Let's say we uh, drum up some more support for your fine playing here by getting people in a better mood.
3: Anything you can do to help would be appreciated. All right. Let's go, gentlemen. Let us be the racial glue that binds these two disparate groups together. Lead the way, Aslo.
0: All right. (laughs) Does that mean we have to get sticky?
3: Uh, it <laughs> it does. Might, yeah.
1: might be.
2: Situation's about to get a little sticky. You might say that.
1: <laughs> Flugiby uh, picks up his lute and plays another piece as you head out. Okay.
3: Mm. Is it a rousing, spirited tune to guide us on our way?
1: Yeah, it sounds like he's playing another upbeat, danceable jig-type thing in hopes of getting someone excited to listen.
2: I'll start walking over toward the elves' table, nudge Shaba, and I say, "Follow my lead." So I'll start dancing as I walk over there. I do the uh, the running man, and then I'll go over to the elves, grab one of them gently by the hand, and say, "Come on, let's dance." And I'll try. He and, like, immediately pulls out his sword.
3: <laughs> Crap. Oh boy! Oh boy! I back up. Whoa, whoa. whoa! Hey! 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 All right. Who are you? How dare you touch me? I step in front of Aslo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He meant no offense, but don't hurt anybody here.
1: I, I poke
2: my head around Shaba's side, and I say, <laughs> "I'm just a purveyor of fun. That's all." I know that it's sort of illegal around here, but would you like to have some fun? That's all I want. All I want to know.
1: We're here on business. We don't have time for petty amusements. Please, leave us alone. I mean, only if you count fun as business, like the business of fun. I'm just
2: trying to have have a little jig with you, that's all What do you say? And I start tapping my feet
1: The man that you're talking to, the elf you're talking to Gives you a severe frown And starts to look back towards the other table <laughs>
0: Alright, you can't talk to Aslo that way I barge in Tokus just can't take it anymore And I say, listen to me now You well-dressed, skinny elf, you I should really take some fashion tips to- Anyway, <clears throat> Aslo is just trying to be nice So what are you guys here on business for anyway?
1: We're ambassadors from Migradil. We're on our way to the capital.
3: Well, you're really bringing the whole mood down, your ambassadorship. <laughs> so we'd really appreciate it if you would let this tavern be a place of mutual respect and joviality. We're all just trying to sit here and be with each other and have a good time. Is that too much to ask? You're drawing swords out of the blue? These dwarves here don't seem interested in having a good time. Well, we are. Doesn't mean you have to take out your sword and slice us up. Like a $2 cantaloupe.
2: How do you know the price of cantaloupe in this town?
1: (laughs) When someone unexpectedly grabs you by the hand and starts pulling you away from your companions... Then you think
3: you're probably in love. That's what that means.
1: (laughs) He does sheath his sword. Good, good, all right. We don't want to start any problems here either, but these dwarves don't seem to be enjoying our company. In fact, I think we'll just retire early tonight, as soon as we've finished our meals.
3: Well, you know how dwarves are. They're always griping and grumping about something. Just forget them. Let's, uh, you guys mind if we pull up a chair?
1: One of the dwarves nearby hears that. (laughs) (laughs) He says... Oh, we've got plenty of reasons to be griping and complaining about these elves coming into our fine establishment
3: here. Oh, yeah? Like what? Name seven. say, <laughs> <It's> <dumb laughs> no!
0: <laughs> what it means is don't name any of them. Yeah, so you need the golden rule to apply here, ratio for every insult or bad thing that you want to say, you need to balance it out with, like, two or three nice things. Then you have to say them first.
3: All right, so what's your problem with these elves, huh?
0: Remember what I said.
1: They're foreigners here. I mean, we're all foreigners here. We all come from Glenhammer, too, but they've traveled much farther, and they're not familiar with our ways.
3: Okay, so, like, what are some ways that we can be familiar with your ways? Because we're not familiar with your <laughs> ways, either. So let's say that you were to get to a point where you could accept somebody who is an outsider. What would it take? What would, what would What of your ways would we have to learn in order for you to accept us?
1: <laughs> Takes more than I'd care to explain to you
0: right now.
3: Okay, well then let's just be friends and uh, cut out the, the, all the excess bureaucracy.
0: <laughs> I thought the way to a dwarf's heart was to just drink a pint.
3: Well, that's what I'm trying to... I'm that's trying to true. get to the point where these dwarves and these elves and us are willing to sit down at the same table and enjoy each other's company. But for some reason, they seem reluctant.
1: There's nothing these elves can do to make up for what their country has done to us. Oh. Such as... Back when the Empire first dissolved, Glenhammer controlled much more of these mountains than it does now. And we fought the elves up north. Eventually, they pushed us back into this tiny section of mountains.
2: Oh. So a territorial dispute.
1: Granted, they don't have that land in the middle anymore either, but still, it's their fault for driving
3: us out. Okay, so you wanted the same land that they did, and because they won... Now you're being sore about the fact that you lost. He just scoffs and leaves it at that.
0: Why didn't the dwarves just take the underground and the elves can have the upper ground?
3: That's a very good point. What really did? What use do dwarves have for forests and trees? Yeah, it's super cheap. The the real estate down there. It's so cheap. It's bargain basement <laughs> prices. We're talking here. Do
1: you not recall the invasions from the underworld around that time?
0: Uh. I I might not have been alive when that happened Go on
1: (laughs) There was hardly room for us dwarves Underground with encroachments From the denizens of the deep Constantly on our doorsteps Forced us above ground into these Mountains to less hospitable terrain
3: I see and that's where you still live Because of the, the invasions You've never gone back down
1: Many of us do still live up here Our capital has been reclaimed As have a few other cities here and there
3: I see. So are you and the elves still uh, fighting over territory to this day? No. So this is like something where, like, so your grandpa's grandpa was racist against elves because they fought each other, and because they passed that generational racism down to you, you now have the same resentment toward them. Even though they've never, those elves sitting at that table have personally never done anything to you you forget about the long
1: lives of the elves and dwarves. Many of us do remember that battle.
3: Okay, alright, so you're at each other for something that happened 200 years ago, which to you doesn't feel like that long ago. You short-lived races never understand our ways? Yeah, it's really difficult for me to wrap my mind around this, because I can't hold a grudge for, like, a day, let alone 200 years. <laughs> it's <laughs> real, just a foreign concept to me. So... You, the the people sitting in this room, the elves and the dwarves, it's possible that you guys have actually fought in the same battle several hundred years ago against each other? One of the
1: other dwarves pipes up here and says, I fought for our lands. I don't know if these elves here happened to be in any of the same battles I was in, but might as well have been. All of their kind. Huh,
3: yeah, I see. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm... Very much in the wrong here, I totally see where you're coming from. Uh, that's the case. yeah, you guys you guys probably should hate each other because that's a real <laughs> that's a real healthy way to go to go about your lives uh, It's just hating someone based on the the points of their ears or the cut of their beard <laughs> <laughs> or lack thereof. Yeah, all right, well, I can see that there's no real way to bring you you two uh, groups together. Um, so let's just, uh, let's just keep our distance from each other, shall we? That's what we've been doing since before you came in. All right, so I address the elves. So what is it that you are here to emiss if you are emissaries?
0: <laughs> or to emboss as ambassadors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they're diplo-ing because they're <laughs> diplomats. Mm, could be, could be. Could be diplos.
3: Very astute point, Tokus We're not
1: here to talk with the dwarves, we're here to talk with the men in charge of Aravac Oh,
3: the men Well, that's something I know even less about (laughs) Weirdos Um, So what is it, you're asking for their aid, or you're telling them that they're dumb? I don't believe
1: we're at liberty to discuss this with random people in a tavern
3: well, we are not random. We are. Well, I've been myself the entire time I've been here and my whole life before that.
0: We are the farthest thing from random, okay? You could say that we were planned, you know, like, like Planned Parenthood.
3: I have never changed who I am, and I'm not going to start for you, Buster.
0: Like, literally written down in a book and then imagined.
3: We're in the book. We're in the Sapphire Saber's book. He's right. So we're, like, very not random. Did I mention we're part of the Sapphire Saber? You have no
1: business with us. Enjoy your drinks, and let us enjoy ours.
0: Fair enough. Tokus, what say you on the matter? All right, so uh, I grab the closest elf. Or no, I don't. No, but I, I get <laughs> Don't to do elf.
3: that. <laughs> don't and do I say, that.
0: Off, hey, you know, I didn't want to be the one to tell you this, but see that dwarf over there? And I point to the dwarf at the other side of the bar strategically, and I say, you know that guy was calling you smooth-faced, skinny, green, yellow-livered, nice, <laughs> so, so nice, too nice. Uh, and handsome, (laughs) but in an ugly way. (laughs) And he wants, he wants to, uh, he, he wanted me to tell you for him that your mother's even uglier than that. (laughs) Wow. Jeez.
3: Uh, I kind of like this actually. In Goliath society, when we have a grievance, we get it out physically.
0: Your mother's so ugly that when she worked in the Keebler tree... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the cookies tasted terrible because she was so ugly.
1: <laughs>
2: at this point, I uh, grab
0: Tokus by the back
2: of the collar and just yank him what, backwards. A,
1: wait uh, Okay, first I'm going to have you make a deception check. <laughs>
0: Alright. I'm not too good at this one, guys. Ooh, but that's an 18.
1: Nice make a persuasion check to see how well you can convince him to fight
0: to really sell it get him riled up yeah i give aslo a wink before i make my persuasion
2: <laughs> i'm not gonna help you like incite a fight <laughs>
0: no no bardic on this okay <laughs> oh, i hope re- our oh another 18 Besides, you've already said it uh, 17
3: the
1: elf
0: looks at you and says
1: oh he said that did he Oh
0: boy He looks over at the dwarf Yes, I nod and I say yes, yes he did
3: Dude, I I really like this Because if they can't be friends They might as well brawl it out, right?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I pull out my smartphone and start recording
3: (laughs) That's how we used to do it in the tribe Like you have a problem with somebody You just beat it out of each other Mm -hmm. I like this idea I go over to one of the dwarfs across the room And I whisper something (laughs) in his ear And then I like stand back what do you whisper in his ear? Like that. You can't hear a thing. It's a whisper. Gun. <laughs> you're not allowed to know. So there. Yeah, I say, that elf over there says you're short. <laughs> and then I laugh like that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you make your checks too,
0: right. <laughs> you're trying to get out of rolling, weren't you Shaba? I've run
2: after Shaba, and I'm like tugging on the back of his tunic. I got a fifteen on what was
3: the first check? Uh, I mean deception. deception deception no that's a... hassle, why are you trying to
0: stop us? Let it happen,
3: <laughs> so that's a fourteen uh and a
1: twelve so the dwarf yeah. looks at you and you just think. Like, Yeah, those elves can say whatever
3: they want. Well, but he also said that (laughs) you're dumb. (laughs) And that your beard looks like a dead rat. (laughs)
2: <laughs> the whole time, Jabba's like giggling to himself. <laughs> he, like, he thinks it's really funny. <laughs> no, no, but 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 he also said, <laughs> "All right, so you're
1: continuing to try to anger the dwarf, and meanwhile, the elf that Tokus was talking to. So the dwarf said that, did he? I, he did. And he stands up and reaches for his sword. Oh, puts his hand on the. <laughs>
3: Whoa, we've gone straight past barroom brawl into all-out war. <laughs>
1: He doesn't draw the sword, but he walks over to the dwarf and says, "You have something to say to me." The dwarf looks up at him and' is like,
0: "I've got nothing to say to you, elf." Oh no." is going exactly according to plan. And you see the elf grabs his collar.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, man. And a couple of the dwarves' other friends leap out of their chairs and <laughs> grab their mugs. And they look like they're about to whack the elf with them. And the elves' friends stand up, and they start heading over there. And <laughs> Before too much longer... <laughs> I step back.
3: <laughs> yeah, okay, so I move away, like, past the elf who's got the dwarf by the collar. And when I get past him, I... Push him from behind. I just <laughs> shove him into the toward the bar stool where the where the dwarf is that he's holding. Make an athletics check. <laughs> That's an eighteen. Alright.
1: Caught nice. off guard at the sudden push from behind. He stumbles forward, bumps the one dwarf into another one, and knocks over a few of their mugs. <laughs> <laughs> and says, Oh, you're gonna pay for that elf. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Everyone in the whole area just starts swinging fists and <laughs> mugs and chairs.
3: I flip a table. Just an empty yeah. table. I just flip it just for fun. <laughs> I
2: was just going to say, I like my eyes glaze over and I grab the nearest mug and I just haul it across the room <laughs> yeah. as hard as I can.
3: Oh, definitely. Like, oh, awesome. ah, I pick up a chair and break it over a dwarf's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and when he turns around, I point to the nearest self. He did it! <laughs> <laughs> but then
2: I come to my senses and start running, because I'm afraid for my life.
3: <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Screw this! Let's get out of here! Let's blow this popsicle stand! <laughs>
0: I stand. I- I'm watching, but you guys left me. Oh no, Togus! Togus, come on!
1: <laughs> so as you're running for the door, it opens up and... Your nice employer Elbret is standing in the doorway and she looks in (laughs) with the scene in front of her.
3: When I see her I change my gait and I slide and I try to slide through her legs. (laughs) (laughs) That would never work. There's not enough space down there. (laughs) You end up like
1: picking her up and carrying her with you and then No, you just kind of slam
3: into her legs and stop. Sorry, Elvret. What is going on in here? Uh, there's a fight breaking out between the elves and the dwarves because they hate each other. You hate elves, right? I'll come back later. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Steps
2: back and closes the door. And then we all go over to the window and press our faces against it and watch what happens.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. we all book out of there.
0: Yeah, but, but we definitely watch.
3: Yeah, we totally watch. <laughs> I lifted Aslan and took us up so that they could see.
0: Until a
2: body comes flying out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, that looks like it hurt.
3: We turn back around and keep watching.
0: The Damage Guild Podcast. Only you can prevent fairy fire.
3: Welcome back to the Damage Guild Podcast, everyone. My name is Jay Stout, and it is all my fault. That's right. You are not going to enjoy hearing what I'm about to tell you, but it needs to be said nonetheless. Going back to April of 2018, when we we first launched the show, I was working a, a job where I wasn't very busy. I had a lot of downtime in between projects. My commute was shorter, and perhaps most importantly, my wife was not pregnant, we were not planning to have children for another year or two at that point. Then two weeks after we launched, uh, we we found out, lo and behold, that she was pregnant. And so things began to change. And we've gone through this gradual process, this gradual life transition. I, uh, I switched jobs uh, to one where I'm very happy but also very busy. And uh, so over the past several months, we have, both my wife and I and uh, me and the other guys have uh, had several conversations about the, the future of the podcast. As many of you know, we give ourselves quite a bit of lead time when it comes to uh, releasing episodes. So we tend to record two to two and a half months in advance. That up to this point has been a sustainable pace, but no more. That, that has changed. And the reason I say this is my fault um, is because when, again, when we launched the show, the other guys all told me, you know, look, we need to do bi-monthly episodes. We need to release every other week. And I was like, you know what? No, I disagree. Let's release every week. Well, after editing many episodes, now... Uh, upwards of uh, a few dozen. I'm finding that each episode, each one hour segment from start to finish between the editing, the audio adjustments, the soundscapes, the music, the uh, the previously snippets, the mid-roll messages like this one, uh, I'm spending anywhere between six and 10 hours to produce. And that is you know that that's a significant amount of time when we're talking fr- uh like just my spare like you know evenings and weekends time so that has become a bit cumbersome where my schedule is concerned and trust me when i say i'm a fast editor i do this as part of my my living i've been doing this since high school i know my way around a, a nonlinear linear editing uh, system but i don't want to just throw out a bunch of raw uncut material i know it works for some podcasts like um critical role is a is a big one that just sits down to play a session you know whatever it is four or five six hours long and just rolls with it but for this show we really wanted to produce something uh polished something that really gets down to like these are the story beats that are happening these are our little you know tangential conversations and and whatever and and cuts out any of that that space or the the extraneous stuff that makes d d you know fun when you're doing it but maybe not so fun to listen to so in order to keep up that quality I'm finally going to listen to my co-hosts and take their wise advice and we are starting uh, this starting next month we're We're going to be going down to a bi-weekly release schedule. And that just the thought of that to me is such a, it's a a weight lifted off my shoulders because that is a a pace that I can sustain. That is a pace where I can sit down for a few hours, you know, each week, like one evening a week after I get off work and work on the show And not have to worry about like, oh, every single, like every single Monday, like I've got to be on top of it. I got to make sure everything's set to publish and we have a mid-roll for this week and we're, uh, we've got all our ducks in a row, which, you know, it's great and it's fun and I do love to do it. But I like, you know, time, like I just don't have the time. That's really the simple fact. I mean, I would, I would love to spend even more of my time than I already do on this show. That would be my preference if, you know, if there were more than 24 hours in the day that I would love, 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 love to be able to do that. I really enjoy both being a part of uh, the production of the show and the post-production aspect of it. So don't think that this is a cop out, like I'm trying to, you know, lighten my load, get out of doing the hard work. It's really just the the fact, and this is something that I have reiterated many times uh, in these, these messages to you, our listener, hold your loved ones close. I advocate that, but I also live by it. And now that we have this little this little baby, this little guy um, in our world, that is, to me, I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss these opportunities to, to be with him and to, um, to be a part of his life. And I don't want to have to look back on these years and say, oh, I could have, I could have been better. I could have done better by him. I could have, um, I could have been around more. And instead I was down in my, you know, my weird editing dungeon in the basement when I could, when I could have been in his life. So this to us is just, um, it's a transition point, but it's, it's what we need to do to not end this show. None of the four of us in any way, shape, or form want to want to stop the show. We are going to keep this going um, for a very long time to come. And we want you all to be with us. And so this has to be the way that we do that. This has to be the next step. And so we really hope you understand, honestly, above it, anything else uh, that we could say, you know... I know it may be disappointing, like you start off your week and you want something new to to listen to. I mean I know there are there are lots of great things out there there's plenty of great shows and podcasts and music and um, video series and all things that you can be spending your time on but we we want to stay with you and we want to stay connected and we we really want to keep doing this and so so we are and so that's that's the future of the damage guild. We are still going to be live streaming at our you, you know our usual like every four to six weeks whenever we all can get together. But as far as Aslo, Shaba, and Tokus, we want them to stay together and continue the adventure uh, for as long as possible. The past 10 or so months have been wonderful. We have so greatly enjoyed getting to know so many of you and hanging out If you need someone to blame or scapegoat for this, then that that would be me. Go ahead and send us an email, guild at thedamageguild.com, and uh, just just blast me to smithereens if that's that's your thing. I fully accept responsibility for it. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for sticking with us. And uh, we're going to continue to uh, put out great episodes and great quality content for you. Thanks again for listening. We love each and every one of you, even those of you who may be sad or mad to or not be able to process their emotions upon hearing this. We're still in the same places online: uh, Player.fm, Facebook, Twitter, and our website, TheDamageGuild.com. So we will see you next time in two weeks on Monday, and uh, until then, enjoy the rest of this episode.
0: You are listening to the Damage Guild podcast. Aslo, I forgot about how we could have turned that into like a money scenario. No, it's Uh, good enough.
3: It's good enough just for the pure enjoyment of it. Look, the government (laughs) doesn't want us to have fun. What are we having right now? Think (laughs) about it. That's that's better than money, that's a priceless
0: gift. This was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for helping out, Shop. Aslo, you tried to stop us.
2: Yeah, but I, I learned a valuable lesson here today, and that's money can't buy happiness. <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> only
3: happiness can buy happiness. <laughs> only a bunch of people
2: slugging each other with mugs full of ale can buy happiness.
3: That, too.
0: What about this synthetic happiness? And I produce a vial. It's like like a glowing, like pink. I knock it out of your hand. Quit that no, nonsense. It's no. oh, a prototype.
3: <laughs> we all like gaze into each other's
0: eyes after we smell the the fumes.
3: <laughs> all
0: right,
1: so the bar fight escalates for another minute or so. The bard is up there on stage going. Ding, da-dum, 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 da-dum. <laughs> Almost everyone inside is now engaged in one way or another. Flugabie. Dodges a few tossed mugs and dishes his way And eventually you see him He puts the loot, slings it over his back And just climbs up the tree trunk and out a branch And you see him jump out of a window
0: <laughs> nice. the I feel like he's done
1: that before
3: like, That
0: was so
2: skillful uh,
1: Yeah, probably
2: Yeah, this is not the first time he's done that, for sure Not his first
0: rodeo
1: <laughs> The bartender jumps out into the middle of the room And with his massive metal gauntlets on Gives one clap, and this deafeningly loud, explosive sound erupts in the whole room. Whoa. Everyone gets knocked back and blown to the ground, and you outside, even, or feel the shockwave of this blast. Whoa. Oh, he did a magic. <laughs> oh, I'm going <telling> on <laughs> Having knocked pretty much everyone off of their feet, he just looks around and says... All right, everyone, you've had your fun. Now behave yourselves and get back to your seats. Oh, man. There goes the fun police. The elves and dwarves reluctantly part. Some of them are limping away. A couple of the elves have
3: black eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, I guess the fun's over for the night. Let's go find a tree to sleep in. (laughs)
2: <laughs> the fun's over until we steal those gauntlets
3: Ooh, <laughs> I'm liking the cut of your jib there, Asla.
2: I would actually like to try to make an Arcana check to see if I can figure out what spell that was
0: Um, that would be a five Why don't I also make an Arcana check? <laughs> sure Yeah, I nudge you You do it, Tokus Yeah, you give me a little, give me a little winksy. Hmm? Nope <laughs> Man, you're just, you're so hard to, <laughs> to get anything out of anymore we used to, oh, I just rolled a natural 20. Oh, hey. nice. We used to shake you like a piggy bank, like we turn you upside down and shake you. and, and you Inspiration would just, would just fall out of us? Yeah, <laughs> like what happened to those days? And you used to give us these lovely compliments. What happened to that?
2: Well, you see, Tokus, now that I've developed a way for me to inspire myself, I have to be a little bit more thrifty with my inspiration. Mm, a little self-motivation. I like it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Tokus, you think it probably was not the dwarf casting any sort of spell. You're fairly certain that the gloves are magical, and that they would have been enchanted with this exact thing to cause a shockwave when hit
0: wow so if we took the gloves the magic would come with the gauntlets yeah i was
2: assuming it was an enchantment on the gloves
3: that's usually how magic items work
2: yeah darn th- actually i don't even know in D D terms are when a magic item is enchanted is it attached to a specific spell or can you just enchant it with like whatever
1: Nah, no, you don't have to have specific spells
2: okay can Togus tell anything about, like, any other properties about it? Like, is there a limitation, what the range, all that stuff is? And what size are they?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, the gloves look unusually large, as I said. From what you've felt and experienced yourself, it seems like they have a pretty sizable range. You could feel it, and you're about 30 feet away through a wall. Mm. And it knocked down people within 15 or 20 feet of it.
3: They look like gigantic Mario hands.
0: Kind
1: of, yeah I don't think there's a whole lot that you could necessarily Tell about it beyond that Just from watching one use
0: Jot that down in my
2: notes. After this all happens, I will watch the bartender to see if he, like, carelessly leaves them lying around, perhaps out (laughs) in the middle of the floor. And uh, if he does, then I'll go for it. If not, I will uh, walk away.
0: Yeah, Surely he can't bartend in those things. I I know. He's going to put them away. We need to watch where he puts those away.
3: I will not be party to this. I will go build a nest in a tree branch while they do this.
0: (laughs) We come back, you're like nesting. as like a Goliath sized bird's nest. <laughs> you're like regurgitating food for little birds.
3: oh <laughs> but what happened? No, for Stripey. For Stripey, are you kidding me? Oh,
1: right, <laughs> right, right. right. All right, so you watch him for a while, and after he sees that things have mostly settled down, you see he takes the gauntlets off and then walks into a back room for a bit and comes back about 20 seconds later without the gloves. oh back room, oh,
0: asshole. We need to get into that room. <laughs> Like, true. no offense. Granted, we've got some pretty nifty magical items, right? We've got a rope that retracts, and we have boots that walk themselves, and <laughs> I mean, you know, and, and there's a light that never goes out. But lyrics aside, <laughs> <There is. laughs> I think those would be really, really cool. I, I, I would love, we could even give them the stripy. but I would love those gloves.
3: Yeah, whatever happened to those boots? Cuts to a shot of the boots, and they're just still out on the trail walking? <laughs> yeah, oh no! Somewhere. We forgot to tell them to stop walking. <laughs> Tokus is wearing them. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They're so comfy.
3: Yeah, they're like Uggs, your favorite, <laughs> favorite kind yeah. of boots.
2: We determined that they don't look like Uggs, though.
3: So
2: <laughs> that's good. That's a plus. As, a, as far as I'm concerned, they don't look very ugly. Yeah, as uh, Tokus is like whispering all this stuff in my ear, I think Aslo's eyes just get bigger and bigger as he
0: imagines having these cool, powerful gloves. I want the gloves for our party. Are you sure you want the gloves? Because I feel like you're just going to fence them, aren't you, Aslo? I know you. I know the way <laughs> yeah. you think. Those would fetch a pretty penny. Maybe more than a magical sword. Okay.
2: Aslo is a penny pincher, I'll admit. And he um, he's a, a thrifty guy. But having a bunch of money is not the only thing that Aslo loves. He also loves having power. And those gloves sound very
3: powerful. Yeah, imagine how much they could augment your thunder wave spell. That's true. You could just work in the somatic components to where you just clap right at the end of casting thunder wave. And man, that is a major, major force.
0: We have to get you
2: those gloves. It's the only way. But I also don't know if I could really feel okay about myself just stealing these gloves from an innocent person. Perhaps if we found out something that he's done wrong... He ended the bar fight.
3: That was a crime in itself.
2: (laughs) That was so unjust. These two groups of people were just trying to uh, negotiate... Hash out their differences. Hash out their differences, and he stepped in, and he's basically allowing them to keep hating each other.
3: Right. They're Mm. harboring grudges because they haven't been able to work it out through physical violence.
0: So he's guilty of a hate crime. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So basically, he's an evil person. Well, that's guilt enough for me to go in there and take those gloves. Let's do it. (laughs) It's like Mission Impossible style, like you lower me in. (laughs) Or no, I would lower you in, because I'm heavy. I shake my head back and forth, and I say, No, no, we can't.
2: This is, it's it's not right. We should (laughs) let him have his gloves.
0: Whoa, 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 wait, Aslo. We're thinking about this all wrong. Why don't you use that sumptuous voice of yours, now that the dust is cleared, why don't you go in there and ask him where he got his gloves? Ask him where he got them, so we can go find some for ourselves? Yeah
3: I'm sure wherever he got them There's just a bunch of pears Laying around <laughs> yeah. Trolley, right?
2: So it's down at the uh, Shockwave Gauntlet uh, Warehouse
3: <laughs> Yeah The outlet
0: They're half off Until Tuesday, yeah <laughs> So what, did Shaba come back over And like start making fun of me? After you're done making <laughs> fun of me Why don't you go in there And just ask him?
2: That's true I, I think I will do that I walk back into the bar Careful not to make eye contact with anyone. And then I'll go up to the bar <laughs> and climb up on the stool and say, See there, pal, I couldn't help but notice you had some pretty sweet gauntlets back there. Where did you uh, come by those? An old friend of mine gave them to me. An old friend, eh? What might his name be?
0: Hassle, so you were supposed to become his friend first with your, like, charisma stuff and your diplomacy <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> I did, I called him pal, or buddy or something (laughs) You went for the kill too soon (laughs) I'm like down at the bottom of the stool Like whispering up to (laughs) me
1: I don't see why his name concerns you But He's not around anymore anyway Oh, I'm sorry to hear that Did he go to (laughs) Marengar? No, he was an adventurer Uh And he left these to me before he died
0: Oh, wow Well, that's why he died, because he didn't have his gloves
3: <laughs> yeah. He was probably overwhelmed by a swarm of vicious enemies And he could have just clapped them away Only he'd given it to you <laughs> Don't you feel guilty now? If I were you, I would want nothing to do with those gauntlets Wait, are you all in there talking to him? <laughs>
2: Apparently <laughs> Shava just strolls Suddenly up. we all are head slowly peeks up from behind the bar <laughs> Listen, uh, okay Forget the gloves I just want to know are there any like heinous crimes that you've committed (laughs) anytime in the past that you want to tell us about? If you just need to get it out, get it off your shoulders, you can just let us know.
1: I run a nice upright tavern here. There's nothing that I have to hide.
0: Well, it's not what I was hoping for, but that's all right. You know, maybe what he needs, and I I pop up on the stool with you, Aslo, if that's okay. Can we go sit up there? (laughs) You know, maybe what you need is an appraiser. I mean, like, let's be honest. When was the last time you actually used those gauntlets? And I know they have sentimental value, but what if we sold them for you? Aslo's very good at selling things, aren't you, Aslo?
1: I have a way with words. I have no intention to sell these gloves. I use them surprisingly frequently.
0: but we're only asking for a small finder's fee.
1: (laughs) This tavern isn't always friendly, and when we get guests that cause trouble, I need to be able to end that trouble.
0: Yeah, but doesn't this, like, affect your Yelp page? Like bartender doesn't employ bouncers, uses, you know, seismic gauntlets instead. I mean, that's gotta be why you only, and I, like, pull up my invisible smartphone, it's why you gotta have, like, three stars.
1: Considering that this is the only inn within a day's travel, I don't think anyone much cares about that. Oh. Wow,
2: so you're just gonna let your Yelp reviews fall by the wayside? Some business you're running here. Yeah, we didn't have to stop here.
3: Yeah, I guess when you're the only gig in town, you can just do any old thing.
2: Tokas, chaba. Let's leave this man to do his job. We've got some work to do of
1: our own anyway. So, are you gonna buy a drink and maybe make up for that trouble you caused earlier? Um, no. Absolutely not. Probably not. (laughs) I look visibly taken
2: aback. Trouble we caused? Good sir, I don't know what you mean.
1: Well, it wasn't
3: until right after you showed up that this
1: whole thing started. So,
3: well, that is a an unlucky coincidence. We sort of have a habit of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's leave before we're in the wrong place yet again.
0: Or <laughs> the wrong place at the right time. I give Shabba a nice <laughs> wink and I give him some gnomish inspiration. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, you're right, Shaba. Let's let's uh, let's get out of here. All right.
3: I take you out to our nest for the night. (laughs) (laughs) So, by nest... You have, like,
1: a low tree branch that you've found that you've stuck a couple of branches in next to to kind of make a cradle that you can use to support yourself?
3: No, it's, a, it's 50 feet up in the trees. There's a wooden <laughs> ladder that I've nailed in, and it's a, an interwoven, almost like a wicker basket full of soft leaves and uh, brush.
1: And you did that all in the span of about two minutes? Yes, I did.
3: <laughs> I was able to really work fast with Striker's help.
1: However, when we get there, we find
2: that some pegasi have taken it over.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you actually find out that it was originally a pegasus nest, and I just shooed the little horselings out and made it our own. You'll learn to fly, and I just chucked them away (laughs) into the woods.
0: Oh, man, if we could befriend those pegasuses, we could actually go to a new continent. Not to design a harness Yeah, Shaba. did you consider, like, taking them as pets instead?
3: (laughs) Eh, no, I was really just concerned with finding a good place to sleep for the night
2: (laughs) Okay (laughs) Well, next time, have better
0: priorities, okay? I didn't know this region had pegasi
3: We've discussed the fact that there are pegasi in this world, remember? When the dark, shadowy thing came above the zombie Mm -hmm.
2: battle It's true Yeah, Mm -hmm. whatever happened with that anyway? It It flew flew away. away Yeah, we didn't get a good
0: look at it, if I recall
3: No, we did not Neither did anyone there
0: but I want one. Mm-hmm. Yes,
2: me too.
3: Next time we'll have to simply catch it.
2: So it is nighttime,
3: though? It's way nighttime.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and get
1: some sleep then. All right. All right. So you set up in some tree a little ways outside of town. hmm And fall out a couple times during the night, but... <laughs> <laughs> Hit my head. Okay. And I wake up with a, a new concussion. So morning comes. You again set off with the caravan The mountains grow ever steeper as you continue on. Trees and other plant life cover the area, jutting out over cliff faces and filling in valleys below with green. Here and there, red and yellow patches remind you just how late in the season it is. Eventually, the thick forest gives way to managed woodland, with evenly spaced trees growing in neat rows. You can hear some axes and saws in the distance along with the voices of men. You emerge from the forest in front of a large stone wall constructed from massive blocks. Mount Veridel was once a major city in the Empire, and it shows. Grand stone towers and temples dot the city hundreds of years old. The roads are paved in large slabs of granite. Newer construction is done primarily in wood, and while not as spectacular, it is on the whole clearly made by skilled hands.
0: A marvel to behold, isn't it, friends?
3: Mount Veradil. We made it.
1: We're here. And yeah, this
2: is the capital of Aravik. And then only one more town to...
0: Glassrock
3: It's the last one This is the last stop Before Glassrock Before Glassrock Yeah Yep
0: What do you guys think We need to do while we're here We only have so much time Aslo What do you think Game plan
2: This is the capital Yep This is the capital of Erevek. Hmm So this would be a good chance To purchase things That we might not be able To get at smaller towns
3: Those elves are probably On their way here That we saw last night That's unfortunate We should avoid them Might not be leaving immediately With those black eyes They have we <laughs> would set them back a little bit
0: Hasla, uh, what's the company bank funds looking like these days?
3: Well, we have uh,
2: 22 gold, 4 silver, and 4 copper pieces in party
3: funds
0: Should we do some divvying up?
3: Works for me, I reckon
0: Yeah, is this like a trade town? Like, this would be a good place to stock up? I imagine, if it's the capital
3: Yeah, there's
1: plenty of places here that you could trade or buy things
3: So if we divide up the party gold, how much does that give us each? I was just working on that. Let's see. Uh, So
2: 22 gold, and it's 40%, 30%, 30%, right?
3: Yeah. Thanks to an offhanded comment that Sean made in the first episode. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's all your
0: fault. Hey, hey we got to keep it. <laughs> it's in the contract that I've tried to change, and like every time I try to change that part of the contract, like Asla makes sure that it remains that way. Right. <laughs> all right, each of you get six gold pieces. All right, then I get eight. Wait, what about all the silver and all the cents? I'm working on it. We're getting there.
3: You can just leave that for later. To
0: yeah, we could just leave that in the guild. Is kind of what I'm getting at. Like I'm happy with six gold. <laughs>
3: Um, I I'm going to find a massage parlor and get a back massage.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's been way too long <laughs> since I've had one of
3: these. <laughs> I've always wondered what it would feel like. So, is there a place like that? Maybe like a strong burly dwarf that can give me a good rub down.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. You find a masseuse, an older human, he's like 60 or something, okay? And he says, "I've never worked on someone with quite as tough skin as you, but I'm sure I'll be able to do something.
3: <laughs> Alright, yeah, I got a lot of knots back there. What'll it cost me?
1: Seven gold for an hour and a half.
3: Holy shnikes. That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, not seven lot gold,
1: seven silver for an hour and a half. Oh, okay. That'd uh, be a good massage.
3: <laughs> Aslo, as can I borrow a silver piece? I only have six. <laughs> uh, let's see.
2: Silver piece? Yeah, sure.
3: Oh, you know what? Actually, scratch that. Um, I'll go ahead and pay you double if you throw in a massage for my badger here. (laughs) (laughs) I've never worked on an animal before. I'm not sure they'd
1: take too well to it.
3: That's fine. He's got backs, like, just like the both of us have. I mean, he has a back. He's got one of them. (laughs) He doesn't look very friendly,
1: though.
2: It's actually a very rare dual-backed badger. (laughs) It's uh, going extinct. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity <laughs> to massage the back of a of a dual-backed badger.
3: It is. Uh, yeah, no, he'll, he'll be fine. I'll just pay for me then. So six silver. Yeah, he'll give you your, your change if you pay a gold, too. Okay. Or you said seven silver.
2: Yeah. But now he's contractually
3: obligated to accept
1: six, so
2: <laughs> I'd just roll with it if I were you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's what I do. He said, like, what, an hour and a half?
1: Yeah. Sweet. So, at the start, you barely feel anything, but eventually he kind of realizes he's not getting through your hide.
3: <laughs> he takes out a mallet. <laughs> <laughs> a
1: meat tenderizer.
3: <laughs> yeah, why <what>? him?
1: <laughs> and he starts working harder on you, standing on your back and jumping up
3: and down on his butt. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, beating me with a sledgehammer, and I'm like, okay, I'm starting to feel something now. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> By the end of the time,
1: though, you're feeling a little bit sore, but in a good way. Mm. <sighs> Man. It's quite a relief. Kind of exhausting work.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to think what uh, luxurious service Asla would seek out.
1: I find it amusing that you're scrimping and saving all this time, (laughs) trying to get every last gold piece, and then when you
3: finally get some, you're like, what can we splurge on? (laughs) Yeah, Shaba is more about, like, the experience than the material possessions, so that's why I went for something like that.
0: Hmm.
1: So the town is mostly human, although there are a considerable number of dwarves clearly trading from the nearby kingdom. There are a handful of other races... You see a couple of halflings here and there. You see maybe a couple of elves or half-elves, but it's mostly humans and dwarves. You also see a few that have some sort of monstrous lineage, perhaps Hmm. part orc or ogre or something.
0: Wow. Hmm. So they're kinda of like grayish green almost or
1: some of them. It's I'm just trying to think how I would tell. Yeah, they have different odd skin colors and spots on their skin and large protruding fang type things. Yeah.
0: Well, don't know what I would talk about with them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how's the tusk? I mean weather. I mean <laughs> I mean,
1: I mean You get a good idea of what's been going on in the city This place is in frequent trade with the dwarves There's mines that are running all the time around the clock Mines and refineries that provide ore to the dwarves In exchange for the finished products and gems and such There's a lot of history to be had in the ancient buildings here
3: We'll have to come back and go to
1: a museum sometime this used to be a major city, and then it declined shortly after the Empire fell as all the wars were breaking out. And once Erevac was established here, they claimed it as their own and rebuilt it to somewhat its former glory.
2: Yeah, Tokus, you haven't by any chance happened to build like a, any kind of device that detects metal in the ground, would you? Oh, that's an interesting. I had never thought of that. Because that could come in handy here if there's like an entire society under the ground. We could just... Dig up all kinds of good treasure
0: well, I don't doubt it again, underground real estate is the best and cheapest real estate. <laughs> plenty of room to expand down there.
2: Well, why don't you start working on some plans for that and then when we swing back by next time we'll uh we'll do some some digging. fair enough yeah, so we uh I don't think there's anything else we need to do
3: here. we can travel on beautiful city, great place, but we got to be moving on
1: you do find an inn to spend the night uneventfully. And you set out the next day.
0: Not even a continental breakfast, nothing memorable. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. No mint on my pillow. (laughs)
1: After less than a day's travel, you finally reach Glass Rock. The city is built into one of the four peaks that give the Tetrian Mountain Range its name.
3: Tet. Ah, like a -a tet-a-tet. Four of a... Four on four is what that means. Four of a
1: four, yeah. So the Tetrian Mountains have four major peaks, this being one of them.
0: Does each peak house a different colored stone? <laughs> is it power?
1: These peaks stand out from the rest because they tower considerable distances above anything nearby. Mm-hmm. It has much steeper and rockier faces than any of the other mountains here. And you see a stone arch bridge leads to the city from a neighboring mountain, crossing the half-mile chasm in a single span. Whoa.
0: What the
3: heck? We have that kind of engineering technology?
0: I grab Aslan and I say, I feel even shorter than usual.
1: You mean in real life? No, in this In world. this life. Well, perhaps the dwarves do.
2: Uh, guys, let's all be dwarves. They're cool.
3: Dang, yeah. <laughs> I, I've changed my race. I'm now a Dwarf. <laughs>
2: But, but my heat says my I have gray eyes. <laughs> <laughs> did you end up watching that, Sean? 8-bit and I did. I liked it.
1: Good. Okay. It's a classic. That's all I need to know. wonder how many of our listeners will get that
3: without the reference. <laughs> Created by the Dead Ale Wives, of whom Dan Harmon was a part. Uh, a little tribute uh, for you there. Hey, uh, Dead Ale Wives Watchtower.
1: The mountain stands before you across this bridge crossing the bridge, you can tell that it was masterfully crafted. There's not just the supports and necessary structure, but it also has things like gigantic carvings of dwarven faces and even whole statues just set into the stone and built on top of it. Wow.
3: I run out ahead of the caravan and like stomp up and down and then I stand on the edge and I look out over the abyss and I'm like, hey! (laughs) It echoes back to you Oh wow This is great Guys this is great This bridge is wonderful How wide is the bridge? 80 feet wide
1: Oh wow okay So it's made for considerable traffic
0: Start drafting up blueprints This thing is an engineering
2: marvel I need to understand how it works Alright let's see who wins in a race Tokus or Shaba Ready go (laughs) <laughs> Wait, what, in drafting up blueprints? No, to run to the other side, of course.
3: No, if you can draft up blueprints faster than I can run to the other side. <laughs> Maybe. Just shout really loud when you're done with the blueprints. <laughs> See you guys on the other side. <laughs> and I just run off.
1: Albert shouts after you, hey, 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 you're here to guard the caravan.
3: I know, but we're having a race. It's a fun race. You should do it, too. <sighs>
2: <laughs> she just hangs
0: her head and starts to cry softly to herself. Oh, man, there's the sigh I've been waiting for.
1: Maybe next time I shouldn't settle for the bronze.
3: Bronze. Yeah, right. I thought the Sapphire saber would be different.
0: I mean, you're certainly paying for bronze class. I kind of sh- shoot a jab at her.
3: No, I, I run like halfway, like not even halfway across the bridge, like a quarter of the way across, Then I'm just like... <sighs> And the caravan catches up to me And I'm just like standing there with my hands on my hips Like bent over Like whew, whew, Man I forgot how thin the air is up here Oh man Really, really gets too fast I'm so not used to this anymore
0: Alright I started drafting up oxygen tanks <laughs> Oxygen vials
3: uh, And back when I lived up in the mountains I used to be able to run for miles and miles Without having to stop and catch my breath Living down by the water's edge Makes you weak and soft
1: (laughs) So this trip has done you some good
3: It sounds like (sighs) You're getting me back into my old form, I hope Right, well, good for you Let's go So eventually you reach
1: the other side And uh, a short way set into the mountain Are these massive iron gates They're currently opened And you see some dwarven guards Standing out front Albrecht waves her hand at them as she passes by, and they nod, just let her in without any trouble. You pass through the gates under the crossed axes of gigantic stone statues above you, oh. and look around at the underground city of Glassrock.
0: <laughs> Ooh! Oh, <man>. We're here! <laughs> Made it! Oh, finally.